0: Welcome to the latest edition of the First State Copites podcast. Uh, given it's the holidays, we're uh, a bit thin on the ground, but we have uh, Daz joining us from Baltimore today and Haitham joining us from Chicago. Um, so I know we're in for a, a fun conversation um, wherever it may lead, whether uh, Steve Nickel and, and Bruce Grabler are part of it or not. Um we may get to that. So we're recording this the day before Liverpool take on Newcastle United um, tomorrow afternoon uh, on, what, December 30th, uh, hopefully. Um, redressing the balance because uh, two days ago we drew 1-1 against West Brom, which I'm sure we'll get into both of those things. Um, before we do too much more, um, do want to wish everyone who's watching a happy new year. Hopefully 2021 offers... Um, some respite from what we've experienced a lot of in 2020 Um, did also want to quickly do a shout out if you're in Delaware um, and and I'm going to ask you as well kind of what, what your bar is up to, but uh, our bar is still doing takeouts and delivery and has some specials for New Year's Eve. So if you're listening to this before New Year's Eve, please check it out. Um, You can find all the links on the llcdelaware.org website. uh, otherwise subscribe and please keep safe. So, so let's start with that. Uh, actually, um, what, what's going on in in Baltimore? Um...
1: Well, <clears throat> uh, I know that tomorrow uh, Key is open, which is kind of a it's been our well, it's, it's our beer partner. Um, they've been really good to us over the last couple of years and they have some outdoor space available. So they, we bought a couple of large screen TVs and we actually had about 24 people show up. Uh, I didn't go, but I was told there was about 24 people that showed up for the, the debacle that was West Brom this last weekend. Um, and so we got that going on. Uh, they, they, they offer us beer specials obviously because we're there, but uh, they've been really good to us. And it's, it's a nice little outdoor space. It's a good vibe. There's plenty of space for people to to stay, to, to stay socially distanced and there are facilities so there
0: sounds good so uh i guess there'll be there'll, people will be there for tomorrow's game and then probably next monday afternoon at the southampton game terrific what how about chicago i'm guessing you're dealing with colder temperatures than us
2: yeah it's a uh, dumping snow right now so if you walk outside okay. i don't know it's uh, i think it's going to be a few inches before it's over uh, aj hudson's is oh paul I think they were open for outdoor dining um, and takeout, um, but I haven't been there in I don't know how long. And, and you know, obviously we've had uh, plenty of restrictions, you know, the past few weeks. So um, outdoor is, I don't think it's going to be possible anytime soon, um, but yeah, AJ's is, is, is where we go.
0: Cool, cool. The other thing, uh, big thing, I guess, from uh, Chicago this week is the official supporters club scarf is is in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of which, um, if you're looking carefully behind me, you can see that taking pride of place with the uh, scars from a few of the supporters clubs around North America. Um, it's very nice. Um, the, uh, one thing I didn't uh, understand is, uh, is that it says something going on one of the things about little places, to like, get that right? What, what, what does that mean?
2: Make, make no little plan. So that's a saying by one of the, uh, you know, famous, most famous architects here in Chicago. I, I, I don't want to mess up his name at this point, um, but I'll, I'll probably remember it later. But he's the one behind most of the architecture that you see. Uh, so we have in the uh, back of the scarf itself we have the Liverpool skyline and the Chicago skyline. Um, and, and you know, uh, uh, sorry, I forgot his name uh, at this point, but he's the one who came up with uh, with that saying, make no little plans. Awesome. Looks, looks yeah. cool. And then the two stars in the middle, those are the Chicago stars. That's the, uh, the, the, the city star. So what we did is we put the trophies basically on on the two star so uh, nine in, uh, uh, 19 and six okay hopefully soon to be outdated um, yeah okay yeah uh, it's gonna be 20, 20 and seven next year so looking, looking <laughs> forward to that before we get there
0: um, uh, last time we met uh, it we it was before we'd beaten palace seven nil um, which I think Set us all up to believe. You know, however, the season has gone so far. Now, now, it, now, now, we're on our way. Uh, Clue came back down a little bit to earth with West Brom result. Um, if you put the kind of two performances together, perhaps what, what, what are you? Kind of, where are you now in terms of thinking about kind of where where our chances are, um, particularly related to those two performances? We'll get on to talk about the upcoming games, but particularly kind of. N- evaluating those two games together and where you think our season is i'll start with you Daz.
1: i think to answer your question very pointedly and very simply I, i think it comes down to what type of personnel we'll have available in the next next two weeks to to a month um Specifically West Brom, I think we were lacking creativity from the midfield. Uh, it was a lot of shuttling side to side, trying to probe, but there wasn't a killer ball. I feel that maybe Shakiri might have been that, that, that look, that that chipped or that clipped reverse ball that he likes to do into space. I'm not sure if it would have worked because pretty much three quarters of the, of the West Brom team was standing on top of their own six-yard box. So... But I think it's going to come down to personnel. I think that we were just a bit bereft of 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 creativity, and specifically in the West Brom game. And uh, I was more than pleasantly surprised, but still very surprised at the outcome of the the Palace game. I think that Palace did enough within the first thirty minutes to to deserve at least one goal. Um, we look kind of sluggish. We just we just didn't miss. Uh, I think I think every shot we took on goal went in. I think that was the stat. I'd have to go back and take a look at it. But um, that was, I think that it might have been a bit misleading. We weren't We weren't at our, our, our absolute best, at least in the first half, second half. With the pressure off, we could see we We, were, we had the swagger. Um, but specifically in the West Brom game, I just... That's like the ghost of Christmas past with Allardyce, isn't it? It's just... I think it's more of his mystique is, is what trips us up than anything else. Cause a lot of his performances rely on another team, not being even at three quarters of their best. Because if you look at what happened with them against Leeds, they Leeds absolutely taunt them. Yeah. And we just, uh, it's, it's almost like, we were, and I think I, I tweeted something to that effect. It's like, I was in my 20, 2012, 2013 feelings after that. Cause when we went at one nil at halftime, I just, I, it's, I, I was just immediately transported back to that exact feeling as like, Christ, they're going to get one here, aren't they? They're just going to bungle one across the lines by hook or by crook. And lo and behold, they did. And I, I just, we we kept doing the same. What's, what's the, the, the textbook analysis or the textbook uh, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? Yeah. That's... We did it. It's And I was, i actually brought back shades of the, uh, the, the game against Chelsea when we lost it. Um, we lost it. The 13, 14 uh, title. Uh, it was the same thing. You just, Gerard was getting the ball 25, 34, well, 30, 25 to 35 out and trying that, that long diagonal into the box, hoping, hoping for something. And that was, that's, that's West Brom's meat and potatoes. That's uh, the, the, the 99 out of a hundred. 99.9 out of 100 are going to go back the other way yeah. um it was it was very frustrating but uh, for me what was the most frustrating part about that whole performance was that you just saw it coming and it's and it was it, it tied into that whole that whole thing about masterclass. and I was just I was like oh God we're gonna to have to listen to just the sounds of gravy coming out of that man's mouth over on top of the existing gravy i'm like oh. and it's, and i was that that's what I, I was i was least i was most perturbed about that that somehow it, it it vindicated and vindicated his 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 chosen action or somehow that he's he's the manager for the job and i saw a statistic today that said that even in his best when he was with bolton he was his his average points per game was, was 1.38 yeah. over the course of his career it's 1.28 points per game so this this whole mystique about him it's it's it seems to be based on around playing game, playing teams like us that it just it just sets up to stymie and it's it just it had me it had me in my feelings but anyway long story even longer I love the Crystal Palace result I think I, I in my mind's eye I saw the West Brom result coming.
0: Yeah, so a uh, cu- couple things. I was I was going to do a whole different segment on trashing Allardyce, So uh, you have kind of got ahead of us there. Um, but got, kind of if I piece together the story, the narrative between the Palace and the the West Brom games, I I, I kind of I'd look at it slightly differently. I think because I think that um, I think the forty five minutes once we were three nil up against Crystal Palace, despite the mystique about three 0 leads at Palace don't count for much. Um, I, I felt like. That uh, they were really, really vulnerable at, at that point, and we you know, kind of made them pay for being vulnerable. I, I actually saw the West Brom game in because in, I watched it back, and I see it in segments of thirty. I think at thirty, I remember saying to myself, "We're only one 0 ahead against Palace at this point, and we've totally dominated possession. And if you know, if Mo would have made that run, and that ball would have..." You know, that ball would have been slightly better than we'd have been two or three nil up here already. I found myself at 60 when Matip was injured, thinking, uh oh, um, we've had all this pressure. They seem to have confidence from somewhere now, um, having conserved all that energy in the first half by not running anywhere. Um, And, you know, obviously at 90, it felt like an awful performance, but I don't know that it was quite as awful. I kind of compare it with the Palace game and, and that wasn't quite as great as the score nowhere near as great as the scoreline suggests but I didn't think the West Brom result was as bad um, I think hindsight would have told a different story had Firmino's had gone in for example at, at the uh, end of the game
1: well final scores will always will always kind of color the way that a performance is seen like you said if if that had if that ball had a bounced over the, goal, the goalie's mitt and gone in the side netting, this would be a completely different conversation. like Because then the narrative would be, and we've played like this before, and we've managed to bundle, we've, man- we've managed to drag to get results. And this one, we just didn't. Like I said, I think that, that's why I was saying that, for me, it was the fact that Allardyce was at the helm. Mm. If Slavin Bilic was there, I'd be like, okay, it was just one of those. But I just like the fact that we have to relive all of that garbage with that mm. meat and potatoes sack with gravial uh God, i just that was what that's what irked me the most it's like look we have these we, what, what another thing is like after eight days should we have been a little bit better i know that people have said like we don't have we, sometimes we're a rhythm team but yeah. there was plenty of rhythm in the first half like the first 30 at least yeah but uh, it's it's almost like we got rope it's yeah. it's uh, like they we just we just spent we, we create we, we we spent all of our creativity or our a capacity to try and find those or to be brave. I think, and that's, I think the rap said that as well. I was like, and I noticed this as well. There was a couple of instances where if we had been just a little bit braver, we might've got in because if you look at Robertson, Robertson was making great runs down the left-hand side for most of the first half. And in the second half, we just, we, we didn't want to try and get in behind as much. It just seemed like we get it and then just slip in and just sling it across and hope for the best. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm really excited. You moved on from Allardyce for the time being. Um, so let's, let's go to Hytham. Um, I, I mean, I guess your thoughts about the kind of two displays and 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 sort of where you sit now, and, and again, uh, <laughs> we could talk about all dice, of course, but I, I, I do think there was something better about Liverpool's performance on Sunday than we probably left with, um, and and I think so, so. One interesting thing, and I'll, and I'll turn it over is I, uh, I think Andrew Beasley, who's. Uh, been on the podcast who's wonderful with stats said that the last two times Liverpool won 7-0 was in the 2017-18 season and they failed to win their follow at the game afterwards uh, which I think is 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 kind of interesting um, well maybe we'll get into that but Haitham over to you
2: I enjoyed obviously I enjoyed the seven goals uh, the display uh, lots of positives there um, I, I totally agree with uh, what Des was talking about and, and YouTube ball um, that Palace could have scored one or two, um, you know, the first half hour until we scored and then we just trounced them um, post that. The one, the thing that I enjoyed the most is, is the fact that there were different Players that uh, you know for each goal, basically when it comes to assists, so eight people or eight players uh, uh, had assists that day. Um, And then just watching Bobby, I mean, every time you see Bobby not doing the usual stuff that he does every week, uh, but more, you know, uh, he he adds uh, his flair to it and he scores, and um, that was that was uh, pretty to watch and and. Uh, you know, to be honest, the only thing that I felt bad about that day—call um, it empathy, call it—you know—you um, uh, know—just uh, feeling feeling bad for uh, the coach, their coach, um, Hudson, Roy, for Roy, basically. I I just felt bad for him for some reason. I don't know why. Uh. <laughs> but that's a, you know, kind of like you know, I, I, I totally enjoyed it. Um, Come Sunday, um, I'm not really sure what goes in, you know, the the, the locker room and and the tactics and and coaching, you know, no one, none of us is as close to it. But it just felt like a little bit more could have been done from a roster standpoint, um, you know, the people on the bench, basically bringing in people. Um, I'm not sure why, for example, Taki, Taki was not brought in. Shakiri, like you said, um, Shakiri is, is, is one of the few players that we have that, you know, can dissect defenses and, and, and um, stretch defenses. He's got that ability. So just, you know, I'm not sure why. Um, he wasn't tried. And maybe, maybe he's not fit enough, but I, I know he was on the bench. I know he's been training for a while. Uh, but again, you know, I don't know what's going on. So I just, I, I don't want to make assumptions. Um, it, it, it was painful to watch. And, and you know, I, I look at the table. I look at where we are. Um, I mean, we draw points at Fulham. We draw points um, to West Brom.
1: Brighton,
2: Brighton. And, and and Brighton, and we're still in first. Um, and and it's it's kind of like you know I'm saying it um, cautiously because I just don't want to bank on it. Um, I mean, uh, the, the 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 table has been for the most part, and, and the top teams, the top eight or whatever. Uh, I think everybody has been shit. The only team that's eking a rise at this point is is City. Um, they're the only ones who's been on the upside of things, you know, regardless of their form and the fact that they're not scoring, but they're, um, you know, winning almost all, all their points, basically, all their possible points. So, it was, it was, again, you know, it just took me back, you know, from a performance standpoint, it took me back to the Fulham game. I don't know, I just felt like I was watching Fulham all over. Um, there was just, a lot of uh, lack of creativity like that, as was saying. Um, uh, it just, it, it felt weird. And I, you know, I thought it really showed the inexperience of some of the kids. Um, for example, you know, we talked about the midfield and how, you know, the passing was horizontal most of the time or, or you know, backwards. Um, um, nothing, you know, Curtis is is great. I have nothing against him, but, you know, I think his his inexperience was a little exposed, um, you know, someday. Uh, but, you know, overall, we got a result. Uh, so um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and hoping it's gonna be different. It just so I'll I'll just end with this. For the past month, it just felt like it's always a you know a step, a step forward and then a step back, step forward, step back. So, yeah. whatever it is, uh, twenty twenty uh, juju, whatever you want to call it, that's just what it's been feeling like.
0: So so let's let's uh, just round the West Brom thing out and kind of maybe do a bit of a deeper dive on. Kind of what we think might've been going on. Cause the a few things that narratives that I'm surprised didn't get explored some more. Um, I mean, given Klopp was furious with the officials, I'm surprised he made no mention of, of some of the interesting Kevin friend decisions. Uh, I always thought never a friend of ours. Uh, I might've said that before in a podcast, um, the, the, going into the game, we had all that stuff that was swept under the carpet about Mo being unhappy and, Know, Mane being upset about being taken off, you know, which may be meaningless, but, but, you know, it was there. Um, There is something about Liverpool having eight days, uh, by the way. I think, uh, again, I'm not sure it wasn't Andrew Beasley, it was somebody else writing saying that after eight days off, um, our record isn't great. Mm -hmm. Um, But what generally happens is they need the eight days off to then go and be able to play in a rhythm every four or five days. So if that bears out Newcastle and Southampton should have to look out. So there you know, some, were some things there. obviously Kate was injured again. Um, there was a lot of anxiety from the crowd, uh, which I don't know how much that came across on the TV, but it was certainly I talked to a few people who were at the game um, like they said it was like palpable, um, particularly between at once uh, my tip went off. Um, so a lot of things that, that you know haven't had that much coverage what, 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 what you take. You can talk about Aldice again, if you want does but. Um.
1: <laughs> That's all he gets from me now. No, it's, it's funny you say that because I think I alluded to it, like me being my, my 13, 14, my 12, 13 feelings when mm-hmm. like, towards the end of the results. And you could, uh, you could, even from over here, you could sense that in the crowd. And I remember listening to someone on the rap that said the same thing is like, you could feel, you could feel that, that rising anxiety yeah, and it's, it's funny how quickly like that muscle memory snaps back. You know, as good as we've been over the last two, three years, like you just get something like that with a manager like Allardyce at the helm, and it's and you're immediately just transported back to that like that 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 weed sweat under your armpit, like knowing that you need an extra beer tonight, not for a good reason. Um <clears throat> I, just, I was I, I I got that sense from the crowd because you can usually tell the like the 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 ebb and the flow of the of the chanting as well. And it was there's probably about 20 minutes. Maybe I was just, I tuned it out, but I didn't hear much coming from the cop. And a lot of those people, like the older heads back there too, you don't have a lot of people travel. Well, no one's traveling from other countries right now. So it's mm-hmm. it's people that have been around and seen it all. And so you you'll, sometimes you get the oral losses, it'll, it'll show up. But I think that, that you could see that the people were kind of transported back in time to when he came, when Allardyce would come to, to Anfield and just come to spoil um uh, it's in terms of the mo thing it was he was he was surprising one thing that was when I was talking that, that struck me as like it's it, I don't know it's been said before but this one in particular is how reliant we are on someone in the front three doing something magical and we got something like that from from Mane but when it's lacking from 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 Mo. And it was always going to be tough—a tough day at the office for Bobby. Because again, he's—I think he had seven people within ten yards of him at all times in that match.
0: Yeah, at least and it's
1: very little. And as good as he is, like you're not going to create that much magic. And you can see he was running into—he was running into blind alleys quite a lot. Um, guys were sticking boots in. So to your point about friend, it's like Monet, one stage in the second half got uh, wrestled to the ground as he tried to turn. I've seen those given. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's soft. It's soft." Whenever anything happens to us, it's soft. <laughs> well, he needs to stay on his feet. When it's Harry Kane, oh, it's smart move right there. Like you're, you're, the, the the seasoned veteran looking looking for a call. Now you don't you don't go down. You don't get the call. Oh, he needs to stay on his feet. Like you guys need to make up your mind. And these are come out of the mouths of anyway. That's that's a we've I think we've covered this ad nauseum.
0: Well, we can always have a bash at lazy punditry. That's that's uh, totally fine.
1: That's <laughs> and, and my my dad always used my dad's very much of a of a football manager philosopher, and specifically when it comes to. When it comes to uh, ebbs and flows and the way the players are playing, and he was, and his immediate take was that 7 0 victory didn't do us any favors. It because it got into our mind? In the second half, I was like, why isn't Robo closing down on the left-hand side? They were, they were, they were almost waltzing through the an hour half like it's, it's like they couldn't be asked to go and get them. And that really affected Reese Williams because you could see when he came on. First off, you're chucking him into a situation which kind of feels like a, a glorified Rondo, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, these guys are coming at us now. And I don't think he ever quite got the speed of the game. Haitham, you mentioned that he's, he's a young kid. And he's going to have to learn on the job. There're going to be times where he's going to fall flat, and we have to we have to be accept that. Same for same thing for Curtis. But my dad's immediate thing was is like we just didn't we weren't at the races because like dad, ah, these are at the bottom of that league. We, we just we tonked just someone 7 0. And you could see a little bit of that creeping in, whether or not it was just because they'd run out of ideas or they just run out of steam. It was some uh, large, large portions. not large portions. There were portions of the second half where they just looked like they, they couldn't be asked. It's like, how dare these guys score on us at Anfield? Do they know who we are? Yeah. And
0: so, there was def- so, definitely uh, one thing to pick up on is I think the 6 4 0 formation in the first half. You would think normally then, oh, we've got this, this video now. We'll look at a half time and then we'll make some modifications. Well, they didn't play that formation in the second half. So the usual b- bounce we get from the video was completely lost.
1: But that was, again, that's that's the masterclass, right? Everyone's okay. like, if we go in at one nil here, yeah. again, they, they, they'll are gonna they probably plop someone up top because the pundits were saying this. One well, of the pundits, the, um, the commentator was, I forget who it was, was saying the same thing. It's like, why don't they have at least one man standing on the halfway line as an outball? Everything yeah. that went, came out went straight back in. And that was planned. That was by design. If they had gone 2-0 down, they would have had, they would have had. It would have been 4-6-0. Yeah. Flying from the front backwards. Like they would have, they would have packed everyone in to try and mitigate what they got from leads today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's interesting, right? I mean, there's lots of ways to go here. Um, but, uh, I think the leads 5-0 over them today probably came as a result of them putting so much effort into that second half which they never intended to right because they they probably expected to be beaten at Anfield and we might as well conserve energy by playing 6-4-0 and then they got the carrot got a point which probably cost them the chance of any points against Leeds today Um,
2: yeah I think so I I think the, 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 the Leeds result from today speaks more to the capabilities of Allardyce than his match against us I mean who and anyone can put, you know, 10, 10 players in their half and, and uh, you know, just clog every, you know, passing lane. Um, but, you know, the, the one thing that I'll say about him is he continues, and, and you know, I can't even remember the number of uh, management positions he's held over the years, but he continues to, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, you guys can do better um, and I get it, you know. Maybe part of the thinking of of West Brom is, "Hey, we're playing Liverpool. Let's let's uh, we're they're gonna kill us, you know. Let's 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 bring someone who uh can, you know, just at least stop them, or whatever." Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, I'm just I'm 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 kind of appalled, actually. Uh, this guy continues to get jobs in, in, in the Premier League's um, when for him to get probably fired at the end of the season um, they're probably gonna still gonna get relegated uh, West Bromwell and, and and I'm just like you know it can be this constrictive list of, of people that it's like a a, a dancing chairs uh, match basically so you know I'm sure there are people out there that you can you know basically go and grab and and. and try to turn your season around so i just i, I don't get that part of it
0: yeah so it's, it's interesting there were quite a few pieces i'm taking a quick detour here there were a few pieces i read in the athletic about the lead style of play and of course obviously they lost 6-2 at old trafford and and almost all the comments from leeds fans were about like eh, that's the price of entry of this this is a, like it's been a thrill a minute watching this team play under this coach um you know if we lose 6-2 to even Manchester United, that's not going to stop us enjoying like the way we play. And of course, you know, this weekend that, that, that looks perfectly valid, right? With a five nil over West Brom who are playing this turgid, like, I don't know, whatever you'd call it.
1: football 22 style football.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. It's more defensive than that. Isn't it? <laughs> like,
2: I mean, when I think about West Brom, I, th- there's just nothing that I can, um, you know, say that team is about, for example, Sheffield United last year, you know, they were organized, um, although they're, they're struggling this year. I'm not sure what they lost, uh, but they had the organization, you know, you know exactly what uh, each player's uh, duty is. Uh, there's nothing that I can pinpoint on West Brom. Like this player does this and it's, it's just, it's a conglomerate of, of, of people that are just running up and down. And when they need to, you know, they, 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 uh, Play that formation they played on um, the first half on Sunday.
1: Yeah. One thing about this league, though, is like, I, and someone else smarter than I touched on it as well. But it's like this is the first time, probably in like the last six or seven seasons, that we've seen in, in one of our like a league. Because at this point, there's usually two or three teams that are miles out of sight. Right. Now uh, you know who like you know who the, the pretenders to the throne are, or the contenders and the pretenders are. And now it's just like it's this this log jam at the top. And it's, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, it kind of takes you back to what leagues used to be like when you didn't have these oil shakes, just predominating proceedings because they can afford to, to buy and sell the latest Ducati or Bugatti or whatever it is on the market style of footballer. It's, 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 it's actually kind of cool. If you think about it, because like, when we play, when we play United, it's going to mean something. Yeah. Not that it always doesn't but this time something's riding on it yeah. like the, these jammy buggers have made have managed to, to, to tooth and claw their way into second spot and they'll be there in the new year by the way regardless of what we do tomorrow and it's it's, it's kind of cool like it, it, it adds like a little bit more spice to proceedings than than we've necessarily had in the in the past and part of me really hates it because I'd like to be 10 15 points out of sight again. But the other part of me is like, nah, man, this is what you watch for. Like, this is exactly what, like, English first division football was supposed to be about. Like, it's, it's the, the mishaps, the spills, the the success stories, the people that go on the five-game running uh, five game win streak, and all of a sudden they're in contention. Like, we I think we kind of lost a large portion of that when City came to the fore.
0: I, I rationally hear that argument. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, the most frustrating thing about Sunday was, that we didn't get those extra two points. And like at the end of Christmas, we're not, you know, anyway, we're not putting extra pressure on people by our, you know, our run of games. one um, uh, what, what, what last thing, yes or no. Uh, do you think it was a foul on Fabinho for their goal?
1: Yes, absolutely. Two hands on shoulders. At one stage you had, us. you could see, this photographs of his fingers wrapped around his face. Yeah. And like Fabinho looks like he's in some pain. So he's probably got a finger in his eyeball at the same time. But I think it's kind of like, if you look at it, it was the same thing that they, they were probably checking for offsides and nothing else. It was the same thing as, as when Van Dyke got, got fouled, they were just looking for the offsides, not what was after it. So yeah. then you have the question is like, is it clear and obvious? And then the, the next question, the follow-up question is, isn't that the whole point of VAR is to look for stuff like that where you're getting an, un, an unfair advantage.
2: I'm convinced. What about you, Hytham? Think it was a foul? To be honest, I did not even notice it. No. So it, it must have been not that egregious to me.
0: Well, well, I think one, one of the things is I think we're definitely into that cartoon we talked about before, which is if it's a Liverpool VAR decision and it's like CSI is called in and you know, yeah. drawing lines <laughs> all over the pitch. It's Liverpool. It's the it's the police guy from The Simpsons who's you know, busy eating his donuts. But it's,
1: it's a roundabouts argument. I'm tired of it. Like if it's a foul, it's a foul. It, like if you someone, someone tweeted uh, about Harry, the way that Harry Maguire goes up for every oh. ball in, in the opposition box, it's yep. two hands on the shoulders or two hands in the back. And it's, mm-hmm. it's never called. It, so it's, and, and again, it's, if you're going to give away penalties for, for, for egregious fouls in the box, you, there'd be probably like 15 or 16 of them in a match. Cause you're always jostling for position. You got yeah. your hand in someone's shoulder or the smaller their back. It's, there's probably nine to 10 fouls on every, on, on every set piece.
0: So don't let me get started on Furlong holding onto Mane in the second half. Um, when and the first, Oh, well, this was, so there was an incident. It's about 70 minutes in uh, where Mane cannot run for the ball because the guys literally got his arms all around him. And he doesn't let go till the ball's like, got past them by like, I think it's run out. It might have even run out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so Harry had fallen on the floor, obviously, but uh, allegedly. Uh, let's, let's just briefly touch on Newcastle because I'm sure by the time most people uh, end up tuning into this, they'll know the result. Um, quick thoughts on um, tomorrow formation. Steve Bruce, another ugly customer in terms of uh, the style of football he plays.
1: Uh, that you know, a physical appearance, like, mm, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> not very enough. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, well, we could talk about their physical appearance, but the football is just, you know, I I know they've got that argument because he was arguing today about it would be nice to have the money that Villa and Everton have, but uh, Rafa was playing a a much better style of football with with pretty much the same set of players, uh, maybe with less quality, um, what, two years ago. So what are you looking forward to apart from a big win?
1: That's it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Wee. Uh,
0: maybe the sight of Tiago? Probably was yeah. already said. Uh, we don't I, think so.
1: I, I think Klopp has come out and said some so much as, like, is there's probably a pretty good chance that we won't see him. But then again, Klopp has said many things that he's absolutely gone 180 on the, within 15 minutes of saying it. So. Uh, yeah.
2: I, I, I don't know if you watched the uh, press conference um, after the match. So the, he did the press conference for tomorrow's match um, on, on Sunday. And, and, and I thought what he said about Thiago was, was basically a, a little positive um, than his typical, oh, we're not sure or whatever. Uh, he basically said that he trained, uh, they didn't have a full training, and he was going to see... Um, if he would have won, uh, when was it yesterday? I think, um, and that basically would have uh, determined if he was going to play tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I uh, for me, um, I don't really. I I, I hope will win, obviously, but I I, I just I, I I'm looking forward to a Thiago's height, like you said, Paul. Um, I hope he plays, and and maybe Shakiri just for a little bit, um, and and interested in seeing if if it's going to be Reese or um. Uh, what's the other kid's name? Now Phillips. Phillips thank you yeah, yeah. Uh, which is again going back to um, the West Brom match I'm, I'm just I wasn't sure again I don't know everything no one knows but I wasn't sure why uh, Reese was uh, selected over Phillips
1: it might have been I think the chat is it might have been because Phillips was a shoe in for this one yeah, I don't think he was going to play Matip at all, regardless. And I think he probably. So I get the feeling, uh, and that, that a lot of club subs are based on what his his plan is for the next two to three games. So the fact that we didn't see Shakiri probably means that he's going to get some minutes tomorrow. Um, I think that I think he might use this up op- again. If we had a one on Sunday, I think that he would have there would have been some some pretty significant changes to what we saw but because now it's we almost need to get a a result against Newcastle you'll probably you'll probably go with what he had for the most part he might drop Mo or he might drop uh, Mane and then either try Tucky on the wing or give Oxlade Chamberlain a couple of more minutes Um, there's talk that that you might sit Bobby but you can't really sit Bobby the way he's been playing lately he seems to he's definitely a, a form player. And if you, and if you sit him for this, like it's, you want, you run the risk of, you run the risk of, of kind of disrupting that a little bit. And also Bobby has been, and I say this knocking on all kinds of wood, that he's, he's been pretty injury resistant. He seems to do pretty, he's he's one of those guys, if you look at the list, he's, he doesn't spend a lot of time in the, in the, in the training, in the training room. So on the trainer's office, at least. So I think that, I think he'll stick with Bobby. At least I hope he does. Um, it's, I'd, I'd like to see a formation change, but I don't think he will. Yeah. Maybe try a four-two-three-one. See, it's just just to, if nothing else, just 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 to shake it up because you get the sense that Newcastle has seen what Brighton did. They they saw what West Brom's done. They've they've seen what Fulham have done. And and although this is a free hit, um, I don't think that they're going to want to get tonked. Because a wounded Liverpool, or at least a stung Liverpool, is going to be a very angry Liverpool, and that's not the team that you want to play. Give give space to, because they'll 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 rip you apart.
2: Especially when you don't have a lot of uh, players available. Yeah. Also, Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think they've got some. Yeah. Yeah, their so their cool. best player, Maximum or whatever. They're. they're uh, I read somewhere that he's really struggling with um, COVID. After Effects, so.
1: wow! That's weird. You say that because I was having this conversation with my wife today. It's like it's amazing that all of these players that none that, that have had it, none of them are showing any of like those secondary symptoms that that we seem to hear about, like the myopathy and all that other and 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 and, and now you now you're hearing about guys having like psychotic psycho, psychotic breaks as a result of it. Like it's really yeah. is a testament to them being that like that healthy, or is it just? I, I wonder what it is.
2: Uh, it's it's a, a couple of i think uh havert's uh also was having you know a lot of uh you know COVID after fact um you know n- not symptoms but just it's rocked his body and i think it's doing the same thing to um maximum yeah so um,
0: so, so I, I guess some some of them um they're the ones we know about right i, I guess we don't necessarily know about other people who might be out for the you know for, for apparently you know and, and they've not been announced as having these issues because it was only after Havertz came back that they said he'd suffered. It wasn't while he was um, he was actually out suffering.
2: I mean, you can still tell that he's not the same player. Um, that you know, even before he got sick, or, or even going back to when he was with uh, Liverpool, and you know, despite the fact that he moved leagues and all of that stuff, but you can tell the difference.
0: So I I, I, I I'm, I'm resisting the temptation to question. To ask what was going on with Timo Werner, but uh, let's move on from there because um, <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't look the same player either. Oh,
1: All off a yeah.
0: So uh, let's let's round out. So uh, I, I mean, I think a lot of the Newcastle uh, stuff depends on like who's available, you know, who's fit. I, I do think one final point I'd make is I do think that the the thing that was similar between uh, Fulham and West Brom, which wasn't true of some of the other games, was. They they had very little time to deal with the adversity that they faced. So Matip goes off, and they hadn't planned for Williams to be on. And I, I do think that probably changed the mindset of almost everyone on the field. I think before the full game, they'd lost Jota. Um, I, I you know I think that that they kind of mentally were not as well set up. What I'm hoping for is. At least tomorrow, they'll kind of know that if Williams is starting or Phillips is starting, then they can plan for that accordingly going into the game, rather than have to make it up as they go along.
2: I think
1: it's worth it. Let me ask you guys. This is, is kind of COVID related, as we're on this kind of general track. Do you think that you should take that? It's worth taking a cheeky punt to 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 say that this game's going to be cancelled tomorrow. Well, postponed at least because if you think about it, who did Manchester United, who did, Manchester, who did City play before before they announced all of the all of these? It was Newcastle.
0: It was Newcastle, yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. you've got to wonder now if, if Newcastle I know that the symptoms don't show up that quickly, but you never yeah. know, it could have come from could have come that either it could have come from either side. So I wonder if it's worth taking a cheeky punt and saying it's like, well, and you know, they canceled their game. Can, we're going to cancel that? Or we're going to postpone hours. They did it. They did like hours before kickoff too. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like they, they gave a bunch of time on it. So, so I'm
0: sure we could kind of ask questions about why city and why not some of the other teams that have suffered kind of outbreaks. Um, I, I guess what we don't know at this point is how many cases they've actually got. Um, Cause they've not been transparent as about that. I read several, although they, they said Jesus and uh, um, Kyle Walker, I, if you google like man city covid it tells you at least a few other names that people are claimed have covid so it, it, i think it's it's hard to know and i i suspect that unless there's something kind of more tangible like some positive tests um i don't, I don't know whether um tomorrow's game might be cancelled but that does bring up the bigger question right of um you, you uh, you shared with us before we started that it's being kind of quite widely reported now that the league, the, the owner club owners are contemplating the two-week break. So I guess it's, you know it's kind of a two-part thing here, Hytham. You know, is the you know it, it is, is something like to happen very quickly, like tomorrow, when individual games, other games will be called off, or you know, what, what's your take on the the two-week break? I think you, you said it was after. Especially after the FA Cup matches,
1: FA third round, yeah, FA Cup
2: third round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure, you know, if, if that's gonna change anything. Um, I think just if if it gets if it's getting worse, just you know put a put the kibosh on it and and and, and suspend it. Um, you know, I just I don't get what the two weeks mean. Um, you know, from, I don't know, are, are they factoring in, you know, uh, and I'm not sure how the uh, vaccine uh, process is going on in, in, in the UK. Are they factoring that in? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I, I just, uh, I don't get the, the two weeks that they're calling for, if, if that's, you know, something that's gonna happen, um, just, you know, you might as well just suspend it for uh, until things get better or until these, you know, certain numbers, uh, you know, uh, or a threshold is reached or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I just, it's, this looks like, oh, hey, I'm taking a two weeks vacation, you know, or whatever, um, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, so a couple of things
0: for you go to you Daz. The, the the number of cases in the UK has just reached a peak of like at the like like through the whole of the pandemic it's the numbers now are higher than they've ever been uh, and the Premier League has gone to twice a week testing across the board mm-hmm. um, which which says well they'll probably find more cases but it also suggests that the seriousness of the cases might be also from the, you know, it might be the outside that's impacting this as much as what might be going on at the individual clubs.
1: Well, am I correct in remembering that the the FA had stipulated that the show would go on regardless of, of of what the cases were that games would go on regardless of whether or not you you just if you need to go to the kids and go to the kids, but the games because I think is that the fixture congestion is you run the risk of those two weeks and you're piling it into yeah. you're piling it into was it is it supposed to be the European Cup in the in the summer this year?
0: The Euros, yeah, Euros, Euros.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So Olympics, then. Yeah, then you're gonna to have to. So you're pushing two weeks to closer towards that, which means on the front end it looks great because you get players that are gonna be able to get back to quote-unquote better fitness or less fatigue or less chance of getting injured. But then you're jamming them straight from one season into into, into international duties. I don't know that that affects far few far fewer players, but that's. Like your marquee players, the ones that 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 are on the backs of jerseys, then look like that they could be at higher risk for injuries. And uh, I think that it's it's borderline irresponsible to keep going. And again, it's because to your point, Paul, like it's they always said that the second spike was going to be worse than the first because that's usually how pandemics work. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing it now. People are going home for holidays. They, They they want to be around family and loved ones and friends and you have the fallout from that is what you're going to see now. And you're seeing it in, over here as well. So I, I think in the grand scheme of things, two weeks probably seems a a good, at least from a, a human point of view, it seems like a, a solid way to to kind of curb what's going on. So the people that do have it can get through the worst of it. There's less chance of them passing it on and all the, the, the trickle down from, from that um then in a chimp as as paul rogers likes to say I me mean, starts squeaking like no i need my football and at this time of year I, I went i start scratching uncontrollably get the chills like no, no football you start not know what to do with yourself yep. but um i think that the responsible thing would be to to do what the the the, the at least the chat is about and and just cool down for two weeks i'd be interested to see what that would do to the, the the table moving forward like who benefits the most from those two weeks off is it teams like us that, that that are now looking at three games a week and through the rest of the year um is it is it the smaller teams so that they can they can kind of recalibrate because I think Sheffield, if I remember correctly, took that break and, and used it to their to their advantage in this. Is it was it Sheffield? It was one of the teams towards the bottom like came back roaring, came roaring back in, in this after the after the break.
0: Oh Locked Villa. Season. was Villa. Who, was it Villa? Yeah, Not in fact you, Sheffield United went the opposite. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, they got they got worse. Yeah. So again, I, well, that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make. Who does the who does the it's not three months, but who does the two weeks benefit the most? And you can see yeah. Sam's already like, he's been there for what a week and he wants, he wants to, he wants the two weeks off.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I guess the question is who, who's getting two weeks off uh, as such, because um, clearly they've already closed the city uh, training facility. The question is, you know, do, if you keep testing, can you keep practicing if you're in one of the other facilities? So um, I, I do think it speaks to a wider question and, and and we'll just kind of wrap it up in a moment of, when you were going on about null on void and project restart, couldn't you've given a little bit of thought to how how you were gonna handle the twenty twenty-one season? If possibly, you know, cases did spike and you know your an intense schedule of two games a week for you know teams like us, um, d- did not quite pan out. Very short-sighted, yeah, it was, it
1: was very but again, I think that, and we mentioned this a while ago. It's always got to do with the bottom line, you know. Like you're beholden to your your, your shareholders, your stakeholders, and in by and large, that's going to be the the TV companies because no one's sitting in the stadiums right now, or very few people are. Yeah. So the money's coming from somewhere, and and they're the ones holding the whip.
0: Yeah. Although they could have made it. Uh, so Neil Atkinson had a proposal. Letter, if you've seen it, which I thought was super interesting about how. Um, Everyone plays each other once, and then you go to kind of basically like the top ten play each other, and then the t- bottom ten play each other. So you're actually playing less games, um, but you you've probably got more interest at the end of the season from kind of teams in different parts of the league, depending on you know kind of uh, w- where you are in the in the in the groupings. But certainly more interesting around relegation likely. Because uh, the games are probably going to be more even, and more interest around kind of European places again, because you're going to have a better quality of game. So, thought that was a you know at least something worth thinking about, especially in this kind of unprecedented period that we're in.
1: I think it's one of the biggest issues is people want to hold on to the way that things were, but they're just not. It's right. like the idea that that's yeah. we have to have some some semblance of normalcy in in a completely abnormal world, and you don't want you don't want to, Go too far afield for, for, for risk of completely completely changing the mold and like the, the harumphing and the and the suspender snapping that would go on like oh you that was that that was the year that you won it when you 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 had a fluke goal of someone's backside in the last minute of a, of a playoff game that shouldn't have been like that it should be point based yeah your tradition your traditionalists come out at that point
0: yeah. I'm surprised you've gone through the whole show without talking about Tim Sherwood, but it does feel like we've kind of came full circle because I'm pretty sure he would be on the page of wasn't like this in my day. We just got on with it. So so Haytham, you can have the last word. Where do you think <laughs> it's going?
2: Yeah, just you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's a weird season. Um the one thing about it is um you know, I'll go back to what Daz was talking about. It, it, it feels like a league. And it's something that of all of this, you know, just at least the past, I don't know, four or five years, I've I always looked forward to, to a league. Um, so I, I, I'm actually, I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, I get the anxiety sometimes that we're not ahead enough or we're not where we need to be and all of that stuff. But at the same time, you know, I feel like I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Um, you know, because I, you know, by far, I just I, I don't want us to be La Liga, where it's two teams going back and forth, or or uh, one team leagues like you know uh, Syria and and league on. I, I don't want the PL to be that. Uh, and my main reason is I can probably watch a match every blue moon of one of the you know aforementioned leagues, but. With the with the PL, even if it's Sheffield United playing Fulham, um, I still enjoy watching those matches. Um, so uh, it's a it's been interesting so far. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's going to get more interesting in, in 2021.
1: We haven't channeled Ben. We have not channeled Ben today at all. <laughs> I think we all have to sing like Liverpool top of the league. Liverpool top of the league. Liverpool Liverpool top of the league. What? The league. <laughs> what? I missed that
0: on that note thank you that's a really good place to end and oh, long may that continue um, Daz Haytham as usual it's been a pleasure um, for everyone watching happy new year we'll be back in 2021 with uh, hopefully uh, more interesting episodes more special guests and uh, certainly more of uh, Daz and Hytham, uh along with Sean oh I forgot to mention is not on today because it was his wife's birthday this weekend so happy birthday Casey And and thank you. She's a healthcare worker. So um, much appreciation for her.